Hello everyone, my name is Torion, also known as Sticky VGC. Welcome to our first recording of The Sit Down, a new segment of the PokeVote podcast. Um, here I'll sit down and chat with VGC players from all different backgrounds and hear their personal stories and their hot takes on the current and future VGC meta. To provide a little bit of context, uh, I'm a second year VGC player myself from Houston, Texas. I started my journey um, at Orlando, at the regional event Orlando 2023, which happened to be the, the largest uh, event at the time, which was a little bit mind boggling. So um, after that day, uh, <laughs> we, we went back, we, we recooked, and it, it really made me want to get into Pokemon and the community at the event uh, overall was what pulled me into this. You can check out more about my story at the Pokeball Club podcast, um, where I co-host weekly, and uh, I have my own episode when I was a player and not a co-host on the podcast. The, uh, the reason why I brought up Orlando, however, is um, that's where I started my VGC journey, and my first team that I started with was Trick Room. Uh, Trick Room, Trick Room was where my heart was at. I loved it. That's where I started in Sword and Shield, playing Dustclops, and so it only feels right that we start this journey off here with a, with a Trick Room player in the midst of himself coming off a hot run, um, welcoming our first guest, Tanner Mask. How are you, boss? Dude, I'm doing fabulous. Doing How are great, you doing? doing great. Thank you for showing up. Uh, huge thanks to, to Tanner. This is the first recording uh, we've recorded in the past. I had a little issues. He's been working with me, letting me get some things worked out. So I, I appreciate your, your flexibility and your patience with me. Um, but um, yeah, Tanner, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself in your VGC journey. All right, so started playing with my buddy George when I was in the uh, eighth grade. So that was um, three, four years ago. Now it's 2019. We went to our first pre-COVID local, and you know, COVID happened. Got into more of the online scene, met a bunch of super cool people. Then we did that for 2020. So we had a year we couldn't do anything because it was like, you know, we didn't really know what was going on with the virus and stuff. And then I believe, so that was my eighth grade year, COVID my freshman year. And then my sophomore year, I decided to host my own local. It was on August 28th because, okay, so the it's a funny story kind of stuff. So, our, our head T.O. in Georgia, who's also like the head T.O. of all the Southeast, his name is Brandon. And I had texted with Brandon like, hey, let's do some unofficial locals, you know. And he was like, dude, guess what? There's a local this on the 28th of August, and it's going to be at this place and this place. And I'm like, dude, that's fantastic. So so things go on. So I tweet about because I'm like, this Brandon's not doesn't really have a super big social media presence, and I had a little little bit of a presence then. So I tweeted out and I was like, hey guys, we're gonna have, if you're from Georgia, we're gonna have this local on the 28th, and y'all should all pop out, and it's gonna be really fun because like locals are super exciting at that point because like the amount of like advancement as a player that I had from my first local to this point, I was just really excited to you know get get like just see how i like compare to people living near me so i tweet that out tweet goes crazy all uh, i'm in i'm in da, 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 da. i made a discord and then i get a call from brandon I'm like what's up and he's like oh just i'm so sorry the locals for tcg not vgc and i'm like can you put us in there and he was like no i can't and i was like so i sit there and i really i'm a kind of person that's like 
if there's an issue, I'm, I have a really hard time being like, that's just unfortunate. I guess I'll just go back to showdown. So I was like, it really can't be that hard to host a local, you know? So, so I'm like, it, it really can't be that hard. So I had this new Georgia VGC discord and I had like tons of really cool people in there that were like helping me out and stuff with making this local because I was 15 or four, I was 14 or 15. And I was like, I was like, you know, I can do anything. I can do this. So my first thought, so I, well, who really helped me a lot was Tapu Dina, who was hosting the Southern California locals at the same time. Because at this point, the only locals that we had had were SoCal, and I think Joe had one in New York, but they had a COVID explosion. So that was like really kind of making me a little nervous. So we were the third local from that came back from COVID. So originally we were going to do an outdoor thing to, you know, like limit COVID and stuff like that. But it was, it was Georgia in August. So it was like a billion degrees like the switches would melt yeah everybody yeah everybody so, yeah this hey southern heat if y'all yeah they don't know about that southern heat till they come down here i know it's hot it's hot it's in the hot. north i'll give it to y'all but that heat down here different <laughs> it's so different like we'd be passing out and stuff like trying to make reads you know so so then one of my friends was like okay well let's do let's do an airbnb well, that's what I started looking at. I started looking at, like, renting an Airbnb for a Saturday afternoon that we could use. So, I found a studio apartment in Midtown Atlanta. And it was, like, some... It was, like, 300 like, $400 for this afternoon in this apartment. And I was like, well, we'll find the money somehow. And, like, put it on my dad's credit card. And I was like, I'll pay you back. I promise. Somehow I'll figure it out. So, then I started begging. Um... <laughs> I was like, listen, guys, we're going to have this local, but we got to get $300 somehow because I don't have a dime. So then, thank God, all my locals are awesome. And we scrapped together $300 and I paid my dad. We got there. I learned how to use one of those buzzer systems to buzz buzz everybody in. That was definitely an experience. Um, we went to local in this little studio apartment. Okay, I, I should sue that lady because... The, in the pictures of the studio apartment, she shows the lobby. That is not, that is false advertising. But so I got there and I'm thinking there's this whole other section of this place that I can play in. And it was, no, it was two hallways. It was like two hallways and a bathroom. So here we are. Everyone's out playing VGC on ironing boards and over the dishwasher. But it was an absolute blast. We had so much fun. And everyone, I, I assume everyone had a good time. We brought pizza from my friend's dad's pizza place. We had a good time. So then that just rolled into more unofficial locals. And I think we ended up had we've had six unofficial locals. We just had an unofficial local Saturday, which was wow. really fun. Hey, shout out, out, shout out to Tay. Yeah. The unofficial, that's still grassroots, man. Shout out to you. That's that's huge because I that's definitely something around here that uh in my area in houston that i i want to look into maybe doing more unofficials because we just the only official stuff is on sundays and with my work schedule i can't just take off sundays to do the official stuff so that man that story see that's what i mean with the vgc community like just like when i went to play pokemon it it even sounds like you you did like pokemon like i'm a pokemon kid but that experience and plus the game and the competition and like the environment you're like all right let's do the next one 
and the next one and the next one and i totally i i drove uh we rented i rented a car with my buddy and we drove 16 hours from houston to orlando when we went to orlando uh non-stop we took two shifts hey you got first shift or you got second shift that was it and it, it, and looking Oof. back at it we were like why did we do that but but Oof. hey i drove home with i went drove all the way there only got three wins and i was happy the whole way home i was like dude i cannot wait to get back yeah. home to play but it was from meeting all the people and hanging around people and even being my first event i had no social media i didn't even have i didn't, I didn't have a twitter until day two of the event because i was like how does everybody know each other and somebody was like twitter and i was like oh i know twitter i know how to use twitter, twitter. so yeah that's i definitely that's so that's so uh heartwarming man i love to hear stories like that um so we we got a little bit of your background you started with these unofficials and it kind of just rolled into you playing more and more fast forward to, to uh to recently and you're going crazy on some limitless tours man with this with the size spam team uh and you know everybody feels their ways about size spam but when uh when it's getting results you can't you can't argue you you want to yeah you want a tommy tuesday and uh just six days later you came back and you won our pokeball club weekly and uh had a couple other top cuts in between man tell us tell us a little bit about your your trick room I guess history. Why did you get into the play into playing the that specific team? It was uh, Armandidi with Ursaluna, Enamorous, and Hilly Cole, correct? Mm, a gambit over over gambit Ursuluna. over Ursaluna. Now it's it's going into yeah. Ursaluna now, but at that time okay, okay, it was okay. definitely gambit. So I when I started playing VGC, Hard Trick Room was really popular because you know we had just got Hatterene, we had just got oh, Wow. So I was always like, it was always like the team to beat for me. And like most of my early teams, when I started playing like 2019, 2020, it was like, how can I beat this new thing? And it's super hard. And then one of my friends, Matt, so shout out to Matt. He always has played hard trick room like forever. So, and, and he's also on YouTube now. He's Bruno, so he's super cool. And he started like making teams for that. And I'm always like, testing his team before he does videos oh wait Bru so wait bruno mm, hey yeah. shout out hey shout out bruno we love we love bruno i i it totally i let you talk and it like clicked a second later we yeah totally i didn't even know yeah that, love bruno shout out bruno shout out his page yeah, if you're not yeah if you're not uh looking yeah. at him definitely look into his page he's got great content for new vgc players absolutely yeah, he threw me. He threw me at least half of that three hundred dollars for that Airbnb. So Matt's my guy. Yeah, Matt's my guy. So he he shoot we shoot each other teams back and forth a lot, and he has a lot of connections. So he's like really close with with um with Len, who's like you know the best hard tricker player. So so he he like keeps up with him a lot. So he so I holler at him before uh, whichever one was first, the Tommy tour. I was like, was that a week ago? Yeah, from this day, it was like, yeah, well, a so, week and a half ago, yeah. Oh, wow, okay, so, so I holler at him, I'm like, what should I use? And he's like, Len just dropped his team from Barcelona, jump on it, and I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, nice, I haven't played a tournament in a long, like, this is, I took a little break, like, going into my senior year, so I was trying to make sure I had, like, 
I'm taking like AP classes and college classes and I was like, let's just get that in a row and then I'll start back in the BGC. So that was like my comeback and I went straight 9-0. Like I beat Pangi, I beat Polar Bear, who's super good. And I was really excited about that. And that was reg. Oh, I was just trying to get, I was just trying to get finals so I could get my- For, uh, for your DLC? DLC? Yeah, Tommy yeah. Tuesday had that DLC. So, so it was cool. And then, I really was excited to play because I, I, there was a ton of people in the Mickey Land Mousathon, right? It was like 150 or something, and I was like, this is awesome. So I like took off wrestling practice for a day, so don't tell my coach. <laughs> and I played in the Mickey Land Mousathon. Thank you for that. And, we appreciate the love, man. And um, yeah, shout out him. And played the Mickey Land Mousathon and ran through that too, I guess. I took a loss in round two. I was super bummed about that. But I avenged it in top eight with some like ridiculous plays, and then there's that like I hate tournaments when like you have like super tough top eight and then top four, and then like you just wipe the guy in finals. So that sadly was a circumstance there. He had no dark type, no terrain, oh, no weather. Wow. So it was like you get standing <laughs> forced into another. But but we did talk. We've talked about the highs of Trick Room. Now let's talk about how the local went oh, last okay. All right. It did not go good. So, a bunch of my buddies are going to Peoria, which, when we're recording this, is Saturday. Yeah, yeah. The next Saturday. So, hollering at me like, "Hey, you know." So they hollered me after I won the first tournament, and they were like, "Hey, like my shout out my dog Rich. He top he got top eight at Charlotte Mm -hmm. last year. So that was super cool. Um, with Stone Journer. So, um." He was hollering at me and my friends Chance and Michael were like, hey, like we're going to Peoria and let's let's all work together and we'll get some good plans. And I'm like, dude, sick. So I win the, the Pokeball. So we're talking, we're talking. And we all have like different opinions on like Gambit should be Ursaluna. Gambit should be Okie Doggy. Gambit should be like all kinds of mess. So we're like, okay, we have this. Oh, he uh, Rich held the unofficial local at this place we like to hold them at. It's called Badland Brew in Atlanta. It's super cool. So we went there and we all brought different versions of the same team. We were like, whoever does the best is is the right one or whatever. So I go, one of the kids in Georgia won NAIC last, shout out, shout out Owen. He's going to be on team Georgia. We're going to be a real big problem with him, especially. So he came and his team like walled us and he hit every single, all four of us. So he had, um, he had Heatran, dude, what did he have? He had something impossible, like I had nothing to do. He had like Terra Grass, Life Orb, Heatran. I don't know how I took the game off of him. I can pull it up, hold on. You were gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna look Yeah, no, go really for it, quick. yeah, okay, no, go for it, that's. The most ridiculous, so yeah, I got it all right here. Okay, look, so this is, this is what it was. So, oh, not finished, okay. Edit tournament, registration. Here, we got it, we're gonna, dun, 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 dun. Oh, turn it page, perfect, okay, here we are. So. Little man Owen, I got nothing for this. He had Spinner, Timpow, and Heatran lead. They got nothing for that. So every time, ter- so I don't know how I took a game off of him. Honestly, little man is a stud. He's gonna be such a problem. Wait two years. Georgia is gonna team Georgia is gonna undisputed win every tournament ever because we have Toler won a world championship. Owen won NAIC. Uh, me. Mega stud, rich top eight Charlotte. We're gonna be such a shout out, uh, shout out, shout out, Nezzy, so, Nezzy from from Nezzy from over there too. I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, he's from Alabama, really? I think. So he'll be playing. He, he might maybe 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 there. Zach yeah. maybe Zach over lives? there. Well, I know they I know they're really close over there. Hmm, yeah, 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 they come to Orlando's all the time. Atlanta is like I don't know if you know yeah. where like where Atlanta is, but it's like West Georgia, so it's like a really easy shoot over if you live in like East Alabama, which is where most people live because the rest of it's like a desert <laughs> swamp. So shout out Owen. He he had us mop like we had nothing for Owen. He was like I'm gonna throw Tim out and he trying to just sit here all day. So that little stinker beat us all. Went eight and zero. He's like twelve. Like shout That's out crazy. Owen. But so Rich ran it uh, straight up with Gambit Torkoal. And then I ran it with Gambit, but my Gambit was dark. And my, no, he, what, what? do you have? Oh, he has Lando. Rich wanted to run Lando over Enamorous, but Enamorous is fire, I think. So he had Lando. I had Enamorous in that slot. And then Mike, we all top cut, which was cool. So we, there was top eight and four of us were the same team. And Owen hit us every round. So like, what are you That's awesome. So, so yeah, Micah ran the same. I think he run. He was the one that ran the. No, he won Lando too. So we all had Enchance ran. Oh wait, he was just so he ran is this is your local the tweet that's jumping around Twitter right now that had all the size spin. Yes, that's Owen. Owen okay. is Bacon. Shout out, Owen is shout bacon. out, Bacon. Bacon, Bacon, bacon won our first prize tournament and took and 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 got the DLC from us. I yeah, he got the DLC from us. Yeah, and he demon. came and he came in there and, and and like you said, he came in there like a demon. I had like I was like I was like, who's this monster. kid? He's like he, he was the nicest over DM. I'm like, you you ready for your yeah, he's he he's was so, so nice. That's glad to hear though. So so monster. yeah, I'm hey, shout out to all the trick room players. There's a there's a very distinct few of us and I love how even in the Pokemon community that click is so close. Um I personally messaged Lynn about one of his teams and been like, I'm so interested in that team, da 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 da. And it took a little bit of time, but he DM'd me back. And when I woke up in the morning and saw that DM, I was like, there's no way the trick room gods DM'd me back. I was like, that's another another amazing story. Uh, shout out to all the trick room players out there. Uh, getting into the meta here, uh, just to kind of get through this conversation a little bit. Sorry, sorry, listeners, that we're ranting a little bit. But hey, I'm hanging. we're hanging out. This is what this platform is for. Um, let's talk about the meta. We're we're getting out of we're getting out of regulation D, and that's where you know we're we're you kind of had the crazy thing is that you won regulation D, and in the transition into E, you then won the next tournament in reg E with the same team. Um, that's just another crazy thing. But reg we officially have regulation E on this date of recording, and it's just like everybody thought it was going to be um, access to all the mons plus Kitakami um, plus Ogre Pond. Minus the Paradox Mons that we thought weren't going to be there. Um, and ride on a ride on. How do you feel about the meadow? Only thing we've seen so far is Beast Coast. And... What is there? And, and some large... We've had some large Limitless Tours. But the only in-person we've had is Beast Coast. And that was... Uh, not a whole shock. You know, Firewater, Hyper Offense... Not not a lot of tornadoes, tailwind, which I just it's the beginning of a meta, that's kind of what we are expecting to see at that point. How do you feel like the meta is going to evolve? Are there any mons in particular that you may think at the moment um aren't seeing the proper I know you're gonna have to go to Peoria, so don't give me a team. I don't wanna grab your team. <laughs> but um is there any is there anything that going into Peoria specifically you're looking out for? Maybe maybe that's a better better way to word that for you. Yeah, so 
one thing that I really so my my main thing that I was really like shaky about that has popped out like and is really good is little uh Machigacha dude. That dude is a menace. Like I was expecting it to be like, oh like it has this cool little thing and it burns you sometimes and then you just like whack it. It takes expanding force, helping hand, and like, what am I? And Oko's oh, my armor is with Shadow Ball. I'm like, this is tweaker heaven. And then, Get this mod off. And, the then, and then your best plan, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, bring, I'm gonna slow down the other slot, and then you bring hands in, and, and it's walling your hands, and it strength slap. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when strength sap was like, oh, that little, the little, um, the little ghost coral dudes mm -hmm. used to strength sap things, and it gained like 50 percent. Oh boy, is on negative HP. I'm like, finally got him. Finally got him. And then he, like, strength saps my armor rouge. <laughs> Somehow it gains 80% of his health. And then he switches out, comes back in, heals the other dude up. Life dues 100 times. Makes me just want to turn my switch off. <laughs> if it doesn't die before the game's over, I just want to turn it off. Because that little thing sucks. All I'm gonna I'm gonna armor cannon that thing every single time I see it till the end of time. Oh, then it's terrifying. Yeah, so like, terrifying. Yeah. I got, I got nothing. Turn off the switch, it, especially because little man was running it. All he does is switch in and switch out, and I just I mean I might drain punch him one of these days. No, I'm kidding. But he, yeah. yeah. So that thing is a menace. Let's think of what what else. Uh, Roaring Moon. Roaring Moon. I'm, I'm playing Roaring, Roaring Moon. Moon. My, I'm playing Roaring Moon myself. It is. It's. It's, I don't know. I'm, it, I'm, I'm torn on it. It did win I Beast Coast. A, it did win Beast Coast. So did it really? It, it wasn't. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Zap VGC. Uh, he, Grant. He did win Beast Coast, and it did feature a. D, it featured a Roaring Moon. I believe it was a Tailwind variation that we saw. Um, yeah, and now it has Knock Off. Like nerf that guy. Hold on. I gotta show you something really quick about Roaring Moon. This is how I still feel. Alright, this is my this is my notebook. Everybody, if you play BGC in real life, you need to get a notebook. This is my notes against Paul Ruiz. He had a roaring he had a roaring moon at NAIC, and this is how I still feel about it. It says right here. Inside knowledge on the inside knowledge on the notes. It says roaring mid. <laughs> it says roaring mid, and I still feel that way. It is so mid. It is not good. Because, because you need to have that Terra flying. Those acrobatics don't hurt that bad. I take knockoff with Ndidi from the plus attack adamant boost. I do not think it's that good, but it has like crazy usage right now. Another thing, Gambit is really good because every single team is running Landorus to stop the ogre dudes. And then that's like provoking Gambit. Which is so, like the first. I mean, the first time I ever saw that thing was when Luca used it, and like I just remember watching because my friend Rich played against Luca. Okay. The, the like the first tournament that he ran, that was his top eight opponent at Charlotte, and that was like the first time he like brought out the Terra Dark Sucker Punch Black Glasses Gambit, and we were like trying to look over his shoulder, and it's like, oh, it's just a King Gambit, and then it was like delete, 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 and it's and like I guess that I bet I understand that was Reg B. But in E, it still like has the power to do that. So I think that's a good call, especially on hard trick room when everything's 
like answer is to snarl stuff if you can yeah. just bring that in it's plus two it's a wrap and so is that's there, is there a that. chance that you think any we see i mean we call them gimmicks but you think any of the gimmicks stand stand a chance because I, we did see if i'm if i'm correct uh the first re the first regional of last season was snow correct uh, it was a bomb. It was a bomb. It was a bomb of snow, that one first, and then Dondozo won the uh, next one. That was by Luca, or it was Garganackle. Okay. The uh, first I couple. Think, so it was. The, so I think the first. What was the first regional last year? Was San Diego, San, right? San Diego. That's what I say. I think San Diego was snow, because it was the Titan I, snow. Titan. Let me look. I got it right here. Um, uh, I believe it was. G Sock Lee, but I because he played G Sock Lee played against uh, uh, Chuppa in the finals, and that was the day that Dozo was like insane. insane. Like Dozo went crazy that and, day, and insanely crazy. But and uh, then G Sock Lee, and they were all Terra Dragon, and then G Sock Lee brought. Brought like me. Oh yes, no. It was Miascarada. He had Miascarada to force Terra, and then Glaive Rush picked with Helping Hand or something. Yeah. But gimmicks. Um, I don't think so because I think most gimmicks have like borderline. Like the only a lot of top players have been saying this, but like the only gimmicks that are super great are like. We had in NAIC, we had a super fast hands that could outspeed and Oko a Chiyu under Tailwind. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, I think I think that's a gimmick, yeah. In like, in the only it's, terms that a gimmick yeah. can be used, because like, if I see, oh my gosh, he's got flip turn, what's he gonna do? Then, then, like, I don't think that's ever gonna work well, but I do think things like making him on super fast, like sneaky fast to be able to pick something under a tailwind that it normally doesn't or like our armor rouge on the team that we used this weekend was super fast and when i played owen i was in the last turn of trick room and i knew i had to protect out because i was going to outspeed the iron hands so i think gimmicks in that nature can prevail but i think the like old old like yeah oh i'm about to ice shard my Toga kiss and with weakness. That's not happening this anymore. Week. Yeah, you're not no, you're not I surfing you're not surfing uh, colossal anymore. Like no, you're yeah. not. But, I don't, so I don't yeah, excuse so. my excuse my remember my me remembering last season because I really did not get much into it to Orlando. So no, you're good. it was right. It was Garganackle that took uh yeah, took that. So shout Gargan. Garganackle was a menace. Salt Cure was just running mm. rampant. Don Dozo came back. Shout out Luca. Luca won, uh, gave Dondozo its first official win, and then that's when I showed up in Orlando, and Wolf took it with Parish Trap. Um, yes, so, against yeah, yeah, so, uh, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think that right now, I, I'm not quite too sure if we're going to see the dominance that some of these Mons had, like Garganackle specifically had, and Dondozo specific like these of their time I'm not quite too sure if we're going to see that right now because there's three different ogre ponds and I feel like they all balance pretty well and then Urshifu isn't at its state that it was yeah that it was in world so I'll be interested to see uh what mon 
is the one that really stands out here the most. And absolutely. Um, well, wrapping that up, something that I want to do at the end of all these podcasts is extend this platform out to the players. Um, excuse me. I would like to every episode get advice from players because um, I don't either if, if whether you're a top player or you've never top cut, everybody has advice they can give. Um, so is there any advice that you could give to newer VGC players or VGC players that are currently just in a rut right now? Yeah, I'd say not that I have some like awesome, awesome authority, but I'd say that the best pieces of advice I could give you is number one, never build your own team when you start. Pick a team that is established, that uh, the best players in the world have, have game planned with and you know what you're going to do into things. And I'd say also like make sure those teams aren't, I know that's like hypocritical for me to say, but like not, I wouldn't start with like a hard trick room team because I think that if you use a team with such, you know, one like, like tunnel vision, like I know I'm going to do this. I know I'm going to do this. You're not going to grow as much if you were to, as if you were going to like play a team that's balanced and every single mon can work in a different way. Because I think that, even if you would lose more than you would play, than you would if you were using hard trick room, those losses are going to help you say, "Hey, next time I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead, you know, this and this," and then eventually you're going to start winning games. So that's another thing. That's like my, transition to my second point. That no matter how much you were losing, most of your showdown losses don't matter because you're playing showdown to practice for your big tournaments. And those losses, like, it says on the screen, you know, Tanner Mask lost. But nothing, I'm not, oh, I didn't fly out to my computer to play Showdown. <laughs> but you're going to fly out to Peoria. And then those losses are way more important than your Showdown losses. So I wouldn't even think of it as a loss. I would think of it as I am, like, I'm always going to strive to be perfect. And I know I'm never going to be perfect. Yeah. But... But if I strive to be pretty good, I won't get as high as I would if I strive to be perfect. So every time I lose, I mean, like, sometimes that even feels better. than Like, I'll feel better when I lose a game and I can identify what I did wrong than if I follow me Trick Room Expanding Force three times. Because, like, I could teach my little cousin and my little sister to follow me Expanding Force nine times. And they're, you know, I mean, they don't know about Pokemon, so... I think that looking at losses instead of like, I suck at this game, like I can't, I can't even buy a win right now. As much as I say that sometimes, so that's very hypocritical, but if you'll just look at every loss is like, I am taking the time that I could be doing to, you know, mindlessly play Clash of Clans and get better at this thing that I care about, then you'll be better off in the long run. Yeah, when you start and looking think, at the when you start looking at the losses, mm-hmm. like everything counts. It'll it relieves your stress because you gotta you gotta yeah. think that we sit with each other more than we sit with anybody else, especially in this sport. Because uh, this the comp this competition level is becoming a sport, whether you want to consider it a uh, esport or not. We compete against each other, and we compete with within ourselves every day. So. Uh, when, if you if you're able to take some of those losses and just say, well, this crit right here affected the game, and if I was positioned correctly, like there's, it, it's it's much better for your mindset to do that now when you get to a tournament 
be able to do that at a tournament and not blow up because these you can't blow up like you blow up on your computer you can't do that at an event uh, anybody anybody who's been yeah, anybody who's been to who has not been to an event i promise you we are very respectful at events they get them out of there you don't get to just absolutely hate chat and showdown after you beat somebody they get them out of there so you got to be able to maintain yourself uh with an event for sure i agree and I think my last thing that I would give, which is definitely my most important advice, and I'll definitely sound like a broken record because I say this all the time, but it's just like, believe in yourself because even like without the outward, like when I'm talking to my wrestlers, I'll be like, believe in yourself because you know more about yourself than anybody else does. And if you're going to say, I can't do this, I can't do this, then when you're trying to get like a spot in the lineup or like a promotion or anything, someone that looks at you and sees, like, they don't even believe in themselves. Why would I believe in them? Because they know more about themselves than I do. So maybe they know something that I don't know. So even like that is a big part of it. But aside from that, like telling yourself, I can do this. I, I'm supposed to be here. Like a lot of my friends will be like, oh, you know, I'm playing Joe UX9. Like, I just want to take one game. And then they'll be happy when they take one game. Well, the way I look at it is, I'm going to shoot the 2-0 because maybe the only reason that they took a game off Joe UX9 was because they told themselves they were going to do it. If they would have told themselves, hey, I'm going to go out here and 2-0 Joe UX9, they might not have won, but there's a they'll never you will never win if you don't believe that you can. There's never been a set that I've sat down and been like, I'm going to get 2-0. I genuinely think that I'm going to get 2-0, and then I've like swept through. Like that, that, that's just never going to, that's just never happened to me. I go into every set thinking I, it's not, it's not, there's a line between like this and like arrogance, like, oh, I'm going to win every set. But you just like, I tell myself for every match, like I deserve to be here. I've practiced for this. I can win every set. I don't care if like it's my buddy at a local or if it's NAIC and I'm playing, you know, Audi or something yeah. because I took a turn on my mindset when I went from Charlotte, when I was sitting there at the single digit tables telling myself like, these are top players, I don't deserve to be here. And I am and I got mopped 2-0 and then I made day two and then I told myself there, I said, I'm not I'm not a top player. Like I'm sitting in front of Wolfie, like I don't deserve to be here. And then I went 2-3 there, 3-2 there or whatever I did, doesn't matter. But the moment I started telling myself, you know, I deserve to be here just as much as these people do. I am just as good as them. I started playing, like, miraculously, I started playing like I was just as good as them. And then I started, you know, I know NIC didn't go at the end how I was at the beginning, but, you know, I started knocking off, like, Paul Ruiz. I started knocking off Adi. And yeah, then everyone's like, everyone's like, what, what, how did you, what, how did this happen? And I was like, I knew, I knew this was going to, I knew this would happen because I told myself when I started, I'm, I am just as good as this person, and I know I'm hitting the same buttons, and I can win, I'm can. i going to win this 2-0. And then, you know, I didn't win 2-0. I won a, game, I won a three-game death match. But if I would have told myself, oh, man, maybe I can sneak this out, maybe I can take a game, I would have lost because it's all about your mind. Like, I can do all things through Christ and strengthens me. I can do anything I want to. And if I tell myself that, I will infinitely be in a better position than if I would have sat down and said, oh, man. I flew, I drove all the way to Ohio to play Paul Ruiz round two. Like, if I wanted to just, like, be mopey dopey, yeah. I would have lost, and I would have been 0-2, and I would have been in the dumps, and I would have never gotten the opportunity to play. 
you know, all these other great players and stuff like that. So it's just believe in yourself because if you don't, no one else is going to. And if you don't, you're going to be infinitely in a worse spot than if you would have. So that's, that's all. That's, I think that's, hey, I, I cannot agree with you more. I, I really appreciate you uh, for coming out and speaking today and, and giving us a little bit of your side of your VGC story and some of your wisdom, man. I mean, I think everybody has something to share with this community. Um, I agree. That, that being said, I really appreciate it again. Um, that's all for our first recording of The Sit Down. I'm your host, Sticky VGC, and I want to thank you all for listening today. Uh, be sure to tune in weekly to the Pokeball podcast um, where you'll get the newest segments of the episodes in our podcast. And if you'd like to sit down with me and speak about your VGC story, please email the club at gmail.com. You can get at me directly at JustStickyVGC on Twitter or join the Pokeball Club Discord. Discord will be in the Pokeball Club Twitter, wherever you can get it from. I got you. This is Bellybolt VGC. Thanks for listening to this Pokeball Club original broadcast.